Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Enjoy today's message. Hey, everybody. It is such a privilege to be with you today, and I want to share the Word of God with you today. Are you ready for the Bible? Okay. Jeremiah 31, verse 3 says this, I have loved you with an everlasting love, and I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. You know, God is into the long game with you. He has loved you with an everlasting love. He has loved you. He does love you. He will love you. And he has drawn you with this loving kindness. I love that about the nature of our God. Let's take a moment and let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. And we thank you for its ability to speak to us. Right now, we open up our hearts and we say, God, would you speak to every individual, even as you speak to all of us? God, we trust the authority of your word. And I pray that your word would come through with power today. Lord, I thank you for the privilege of being able to share it, but I pray that what's in your heart will come through, and God, that it will make a difference in people's lives. We love you, and we honor you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, ever since the fall of man in Genesis, God has been on this mission. He's been on a campaign to win us back. He has allowed us to run from him, and yet he has been relentless in his mission to provide a way back for us. Today I want to talk to you about that principle through the parable of the lost son, also called the parable of the prodigal son. Prodigal meaning wasteful. And we're going to do that in Luke chapter 15 this morning. Luke 15:11 says this. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, The younger son got together all he had, and he set off for a distant country. And there he squandered his wealth in wild living. After he'd spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country. And he began to be in need. So he went and he hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. You know, this young man, um, what he really wanted in his life was he wanted to have control of his own destiny. So he goes to his father and asks for his share of the estate. And he goes to a distant place and he basically puts his life into his own hands. I think that most of us can identify with that desire to have control in our own lives. Um, I think we've all had seasons where we've taken control of our own lives. And, you know, for the son... Things do not go as he planned. He ends up broke, he ends up hungry, and he ends up feeding pigs, which for a Jewish man is pretty low because they're not even allowed to eat pigs at that point. And so uh, it was a, a pretty low place to be in his life. And so this is how he responds in verse 17. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I'll set out and I'll go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and he went to his father. So in the story, the son snaps out of it. 
he has this moment of clarity where he, he has this thought. It's like, my father's servants have spare food. They have it better than I do. You know, in our lives, even when we've gone astray and even when we're doing things that we know better that we shouldn't be doing or we're running from God, he'll give us these, these moments of clarity where if we'll recognize that what we're doing isn't working, we can respond. I want to say, though, do we, do we respond in the moment of clarity or do we shrink back? See, that's the key. Because if we respond in the moment of clarity, there's a way forward. But if we don't respond in that moment and we shrink back, we kind of go back into the fog of it all. We go back into the confusion of it all. This man, he chooses the right thing. He humbles himself and he makes up a plan. I'm going to call it the, I'm not worthy to be your son plan. He figures what he's done is so despicable that there's no way he can go back and have the status of a son anymore. So I will go back and ask if I could be one of my father's servants because certainly they have it better than I have it now, right? You know, as I I look at that, I think technically the son's right. He's not worthy to be a son anymore. He certainly doesn't deserve to be a son anymore. However, he doesn't really have the final word on that. It's not his call. It's actually the father's call whether or not he gets to be a son or not. So here's how the father responds. In verse 20, it says, But while he was still a long way off, it's one of the most beautiful scriptures in the whole Bible. While he was still a long way off, the father saw him, and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son. He threw his arms around him. And he kissed him. The son said to him. Father I have sinned. I love that. Because the son takes accountability. And he says listen I've done wrong. This is wrong. He goes I have sinned against heaven. And against you. And I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants. Quick. Bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf. I guess that's really how they partied, right? Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Um, Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine who was dead is alive again. He was lost and now he was found. So they began to celebrate. You know, in, in a parable, a parable is a story that would be told that would be an analogy of a truth, right? Whenever Jesus or somebody would tell a parable, there was always an aha moment. This parable has probably several aha moments, but it was like this big punch, like this, like if you were listening to it, you probably would have heard gasp in the room. The aha moment in this scripture, in this parable, is when the father, full of compassion, ran to his son and responded by throwing him a party. People would be looking around each other like saying, no, that is not what the father did. You know, even in our culture, if if one of our children were to dishonor us and be so disrespectful and and uh, act the way that this son did, a lot of us would probably find ourselves, you know, looking at him when he came back going, well, I want you back. But we'd be we wouldn't run to him. We'd be kind of like, well, I'm glad you're here, but you Mister, you you just need to go to your room and think about what you've done. I mean, I don't think rejoicing, throwing a party is most of our natural responses. If that's true for us, it is even more true for the culture that Jesus is talking in. 
this shame honor culture to to dishonor your father this way by asking for your inheritance, which is basically like saying, I wish you were dead, just give me my money so I can go kind of thing, is not only wrong and dishonoring, but it is just so against the family and so against um, everything that they stood for. And so even for them, it was an even bigger deal than it would be to you and I. Now, not everybody in this story responds the way the father does. There's another response in this story. Verse 25, meanwhile, the older son was in the field. He came near the house and he heard the music and the dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him, what's going on? Your brother has come home, he replied, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother became very angry and he refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, All these years I have been slaving for you and have never disobeyed your orders. And this is where I think he kind of turns into a whiny kid, right? He goes, you never even gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. (laughs) I just find that hilarious. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fatted calf for him? My son, the father said, you're always with me. And everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. A lot of us, when we're honest with ourselves, we can really identify with the older brother's sentiment. We are far more likely to be like the older brother, comparing, complaining, Considering the fairness quotient here, wanting justice, yet what the older brother is missing is the nature of the father. I love Exodus 34, verse 6, which is describing the nature of our God, the glory of our God. It says, the Lord, the Lord, compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness. You see, It's not that God isn't just. It's that he's slow to anger and abounding in love. Our God is just. One of the greatest purposes of the cross of Jesus Christ was to serve as the punishment for our sin. You see, the wages of sin is death. Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us. He took on our sins and he paid that just punishment on our behalf. You see, God is just, but he's slow to anger. And he's abounding in love. And he was willing to allow Jesus, his son, to pay that, that, that just penalty for you and for me. He's, he's allowed us to run from him, but he's been relentless in his mission to provide a way back for us. You know, to a degree, you could also say that the elder brother was lost. You know, he was obedient to his father and he did everything right. But he had never taken on the father's heart. He couldn't celebrate on his brother's return. So there was a lostness in him as well. For a lot of us, when we return to God, and when I say that, what I mean is when we repent, when we realize we've missed it, whether it's um, a long season of running from God, whether it's um, a, a secret sin in our life or something where we've reacted in a way that we're not proud of, when we're ready to return to God and when we're ready to just go, God, please forgive me. A lot of us, 
we think that we're returning to a father who's like the elder son. We think that he's full of disappointment and anger and judgment. But I want to tell you today, this is in Scripture so that you know that's not the father's attitude towards you. He has been playing the long game to win you back for a very long time. So I love this Jeremiah 31.3, right? I have loved you with an everlasting love. You see, he has been playing the long game, an everlasting love. And how does he draw us? He draws us with his loving kindness, his unfailing kindness. Romans says that God's kindness leads us to repentance. So he's been trying to win you over. Just like with our will, we have run from him. He is waiting for us to turn like that, that prodigal son and say, I need to go back to my father. But see, he doesn't want to restore you to a place of a servant. He wants to restore you to a place of a son or a daughter. And the way he does that is he wins us with his heart. He wins us with his love. He, his desire is to win your heart. He doesn't want to put you in the servant's quarters. He, he wants you to be his son, his daughter, with full rights. And here's why this is really critical in this season of our lives right now. In this season of restrictions, where a lot of us have new patterns that we didn't choose, in this season where, where a lot of us are experiencing a lack of freedom and we can't just do what we want to do, our sinful nature has a tendency to rise up in these circumstances And if you're like most of us, you have probably disappointed yourself with some of your responses. You've probably disappointed yourself with some of the decisions and choices that you've made. You've probably disappointed yourself in how you've treated some people. Those feelings of failure, they make us want to just run and hide from God. But you see, you're hiding from your source. Don't hide from the Father. Go towards the Father and know that when you turn towards Him, He is running to you. He's been patiently waiting, waiting for you, and now he's going to run to you, throw his arms around you, and kiss you, and call you his son, his daughter. I love 1 John 1.9. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us of all unrighteousness. God is sitting on ready. He is ready to forgive, ready to extend grace. Jesus has paid a price. When we humble ourselves and come before him, he is ready to restore us. Let's, let's take a moment right now. Do you need to ask the Lord just to, to forgive you of maybe something that you haven't handled right in this season? Maybe a secret sin that's developed or a moral failure. Maybe you have treated somebody really poorly or you could just be like holding something in your heart that you know God wants you to release and he wants you to forgive. Will you take a moment and will you pray with me? Let's pray right now. Father, I thank you that you're faithful to forgive. Right now we humble ourselves and we turn towards you knowing that you're not the elder brother waiting to judge, but you are the father waiting to throw your arms around us waiting to come and run towards us. So Lord, forgive. And Lord, cleanse. And Lord, set our feet right. We just humble our hearts and we thank you and we receive the grace that you have for us. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen.
maybe today you're you're listening and it needs to go even another layer deeper for you. Maybe maybe you believe in the Lord, but you've never put your life into his hands. Or maybe you've just strayed and, and you haven't put your life in his hands in a long time. And now's the day where you just need to take the, the control that you've put in your own hands like the prodigal son. And you just need to put it right back in the father's hands and say, Father, I'm coming home to you. I'm coming to be with you. If that's you today and you need to make a decision to follow the Lord and to put the, the authority of your life into his hands rather than yours, just want to encourage you today let today be the day where you pray and just say god forgive me of my sins i want to follow after you and i want to be yours you have the rulership of my life and i'm going to follow you if that's you today would you go to victorychristian.church and click on next steps we would really love to hear from you and we'd love to take this journey with you now i want to give you some bonus material today The material that I've been sharing with you is really important with our relationship with God. But I want to give you something that's going to take this to another level in your life and in your relationships. John 15, 12 says this. My commandment is this. Love each other as I have loved you. You see, as you learn to receive God's love for you, God's grace, his forgiveness for you, You have the opportunity to not just receive forgiveness, but you have the opportunity to receive your father's heart so that we're not like the elder brother, waiting to judge and waiting to compare and waiting to complain, but we have the heart of the father who is waiting to forgive and waiting to give grace and waiting to receive people. I just want to encourage you today. Would you extend grace and extend forgiveness the same way that God has extended it to you? You see, as you taste and see that he is good and as you learn to receive it, he can impart his heart to you so that you can extend that love and forgiveness and grace to others. We don't want to grow up in our faith to be the older brother. We want to grow up to be like the father. We want to love each other well. We want to forgive each other quickly. And we want to be quick to restore. I want to encourage you today. Take it to the next level and love others the way that he has loved you. Thank you so much for listening today. I pray that God's word would be a blessing to you. Take care. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, just go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.